honestly, I think I'm, I'm excited about the topics. These are things that like, I wish that I had gotten a chance to learn earlier in my career. And again, just really fortunate. I'm excited about the panels. Yeah. Like we have somebody, my, one of my RD besties is going to be speaking on the minority myth in Asian American culture and adoption and eating disorders. Kimmy is going to be talking about South Asians and eating disorders. We have Dua who's going to be talking about Ramadan and Islam and the intersection of eating disorders. We have two trans providers and one is going to be talking about the intersection of faith and gender. And then we have a live religious panel. And I I love it because I, I tried to find a provider that each held a different religious affiliation. And so we're all going to be coming together to talk about religion and eating disorders and liberation. Well, folks, the original recordings of this podcast ended at the two-year mark in May of 2023. I find myself surrounded by special people who have asked that we put the podcast on simmer instead of taking it away completely. I've also gotten feedback that our regular followers didn't know about certain episodes. There are so many and so many good ones. So as I'm the cast iron skillet and Abby is the Instapot, We have a new sous chef, Kate, who's added her own seasoning. Kate said, we've done our meal prep and our summer episodes are in the freezer ready for consumption at any time. So we're going to roll out our favorites every other week instead of every week. And you're going to see Kate's picks and Jana's picks and Royce's picks and Hannah's picks and many others. Thanks to this new crew who are persistent in making sure that this podcast does not completely go away. I'm grateful to each of you and what you have contributed. Hello, welcome to The Seasoned RD, a podcast connecting newer professionals in the field of eating disorders to those of us who have been around for a while. I'm your host, Beth Harrell, a certified eating disorders registered dietitian and supervisor. And I'm Abby Brown, a registered dietitian who is newer to the field. I think of myself as a well-seasoned cast iron skillet with wisdom and experience, yet always ready for something new. And I think of myself as an Instapot with innovation and a fresh perspective. This podcast brings both to the table to share ingredients, recipes, and techniques of past and present so we can all be our best for the future. The kettle is heating up. A skillet is on simmer. So join us around the table for true professional nourishment. Whitney Trotter is our guest, and she is recognized in this podcast as being a little bit ambitious. And I say that in quotes because it's not just a bit ambitious. It's very ambitious. And I, for one, am grateful for her ambition. Her bio is packed, so please check it out in the show notes. Hi, Whitney Trotter. We are so excited to have you on the Seasoned RD. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me and asking me to be here. It's a, It's an honor. It's an honor. Same here. So a few icebreaker questions to get us started. Mountains or beach? Ooh, oh, you know, I'm not even really an outdoors person. So (laughs) if it's a beach, it's got to be clear. And I guess I kind of feel like I have to say mountains since I just came back from Colorado. So (laughs) a mountainous beach, if that's a thing, you know. (laughs) Yes. And so Colorado is is amazing, and there are a lot of outdoor folks in Colorado. Yes, a lot. Yeah. Okay. Breakfast or dinner? Ooh, I love breakfast food, and we often eat breakfast for dinner. So, 
So both. Yeah. See, and these questions are really pretty binary. So we just, <laughs> I think that you're, you're helping to make that, that yeah. connection between both. <laughs> and the last one is audiobook or paper book. Oh, okay. So if it's like a top 10 book that I think will change my life, I get it on paper because I love, I love like a good paper book, but I've, I've been getting more into the audios just because life lately, you know, but yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked before we hit record. I, we were talking about the audiobooks and how that can be so helpful. All right. Well, you're a registered dietitian, you're a registered yoga therapist, you're a registered nurse. So you pick, but we have some of our listeners are newer. They're getting ready to take their RD exam or their board exam for something. Give us a time or a funny story or something scary or just some a story about your RD exam or your RN exam. For those who are getting ready to take theirs, do you remember anything about one of them? I mean, I was traumatized. I'm a terrible test taker. I mean, terrible. So, and I I also like what a lot of people don't know. I always like say this as an encouragement for RDs. I was a division one college athlete. And so back then you, it was like so strict on the in the internship guidelines. Well, the NCAA clearinghouse has like very strict rules on like the work hours that you do. So I didn't even match my first year of applying to the dietetic internship. And I had like a great, I think I graduated with like a three, eight and had like a lot of volunteer, but I, I did not match. So I always, I almost didn't become a dietitian. So oh my gosh. <laughs> I always tell RDs of like, you know, just like stay the course. There's so many amazing RDs out there that did not get matched their first time. And mm-hmm. just to really, you know, just to continue fighting for that, right. To be a registered dietitian. Cause I, I definitely don't regret it. Mm, so I heard 40% and I don't remember if that's 40% actually make the cut or 40% don't, but either way, that's close to half that don't. So that's interesting. Oh my gosh, it is traumatizing. And I used to say that when I would ask that question, not meaning to traumatize you, but I'm going to bring you back to your exam day. So was your exam for the RD, was it on paper or was it computer keep it was computer oops it was computer and it was so stressful I mean Mm. it was so unbelievably stressful I'm like the five-year cycle that we have to do I I just get so paranoid because I'm like I can never take that exam again no (laughs) no I think so too I'm the same and so some people who some people are really not even nervous at all, but that's the rare person. Yeah. I was number two pencil and I had several of them tried to get good sleep the night before, but anyways, so how, so you have lots of degrees, but you, your experiences are so varied. I want you to tell us how you got into the fields that you're in, Okay, the nursing, yoga, dietitian, and then eating disorders. Yeah. So, okay. So dietitian in undergrad, one of my dietetics preceptors, she was Nigerian. And so she would go in the summers back to Nigeria and she would study HIV and nutrition. And so I actually knew that 
that when I was going to school to be a dietitian, I wanted, my focus was going to be on HIV and AIDS. So that was my passion. And I had to like wait a year. And so that gap year, when I didn't get in, I, I drove like two hours every week and I volunteered at a local HIV uh, resource center and daycare. And then I ended up getting a job being like a youth HIV outreach educator. And then that a year later matched for my internship. But what was really amazing about this internship is I like called and begged. I was in Memphis. St. Jude had a children and adolescent HIV AIDS clinic. And I begged their dietitian to let me work with her. And she did. And so I did my, all my graduate work in the HIV clinic. And then once I graduated with my master's in internship, I became like, I, I moved to our adult hospital and worked with HIV and AIDS for several years. So that's such a, a unique niche. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I, I really honestly just attribute just the person I am and the working knowledge to working in that clinic because it was very patient centered. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like really transcended my work in eating disorders. And so you know, I got to work with some of the people that were diagnosed in the eighties and really lived through the AIDS pandemic. And I worked with some of the doctors that, you know, were the first ones to treat mothers and infants and that maternal, maternal infant connection. And so really, really fortunate to, to work in that space. Sure. Is that how you got into nursing? Okay. So I actually got into nursing because when I was doing HIV work and I was kind of doing the youth like risk. I was working there. I started getting interested in human sex trafficking and working at our local, we were standalone rape crisis center. And so there were several nurse practitioners that were like, you should go back to nursing school. But they also, I also worked with them at the HIV clinic. So it it just, yeah, it was a, a great connection and community. And so I ended up going back to nursing school and working in chat, human trafficking in the rape crisis center. So Oh my gosh, so unique. And I've I've had the opportunity to listen to some of the topics, voice topics that you've had over the years and to reach out to you for supervision. And before I hit record, I was telling you how great it is to have this resource to reach out to because I'm personally doing a ton of learning. I think that many of us are, and the the way that you welcomed me into your space and helped me with my client was really, really helpful. So you have born this first ever BIPOC conference for eating disorders. Yeah, I'm so excited. I've been dreaming about this for about two years, and I last year just had a really significant tragedy in my personal life and was like needing a really good cognitive distraction to just manage the grief, just to be quite honest and frank. And so I called up some friends and I was like, I, I'm going to do a conference. And um, I think everybody was like, okay, you know, like, sure, let's do it. How can we help? And so just so unbelievably grateful for all the support and just the unconditional love, truly. So Tell us about it. So in this, in the show notes, I'm going to have the link to this, but y'all who are listening, please look at this. It is, it is freaking amazing. There are so many people involved in it. So many wonderful speakers. And like I said, it's the first ever, it's just historical. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. So 
you know, with working in eating disorders, I've been doing eating disorders for several years and I've worked at every level of care except for inpatient. So I've been at residential PHP IOP and I was a nutrition director at a higher level of care prior to opening up my own private practice. And very comfortable treating more of like kind of a higher acuity caseload of eating disorders, but it was very just whitewashed and there was not a lot of intersectionality when thinking about eating disorders. And so when I was dreaming about this, one, I, I just secretly wanted all my friends to speak at the conference. <laughs> but two, I just had learned so much, right? Like I've worked with clients who are undocumented and that's not an identity that I hold. And so navigating how somebody, how to work with somebody who is undocumented, but need a, they need a higher level of care, that barrier to accessibility, right? Working with somebody who is in the foster care, who has been adopted, we don't really talk about these intersections, you know, with eating disorders. And so as I was like really dreaming and planning of this, it, it just lined up so perfectly that I knew so many BIPOC professionals that were like working in these individual spaces. And I was like, let's just all come together and really just talk about the ways in, in which we're navigating this and, and how we can show up for this particular population and, and how people can learn. Yeah. What are you most excited about? Oh gosh. That's such a good question. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's all unpacking as we speak. Yeah. And if you're listening to this in real time, we're going to put this out as a special edition just to help you know about it ahead of time. It's July 20th. It's three days live, but there's also recordings. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like a four day conference and you'll get access for up to six months, but I'm just so pumped about this conference. Um, honestly, I think I'm, I'm excited about the topics. These are things that like, I wish that I had gotten the chance to learn earlier in my career. And again, just really fortunate. I'm excited about the panels. Yeah. Like we have somebody, my, one of my RD besties is going to be speaking on a, the minority myth in Asian American culture and adoption and eating disorders. Kimmy is going to be talking about South Asians and eating disorders. We have Dua who's going to be talking about Ramadan and Islam and the intersection of eating disorders. We have two trans providers and one is going to be talking about the intersection of faith and gender. And then we have a live religious panel and I I love it because I I tried to find a provider that each held a different religious affiliation. And so we're all going to be coming together to talk about religion and eating disorders and liberation. And I'm just so excited about that. Yeah. So yeah, so many just awesome, awesome topics. Shelby Gordon, who is a dear friend of mine, is leading the anti-racism training and she's just so she's just a beautiful person. And I've learned so much from her with eating disorders in the black community. Three of the five of the unsolicited fatties are going to do a fat liberation panel. So it's just, it's so much, so much, it's so much, so much. So if I signed up today, I could attend some of the live, but mm-hmm. there's also recorded sessions. It's almost like a four day full. Yes. Know. Yeah. So, and you'll get access, like I said, we're going to keep it up for six months. So even if you can't make every single live, you'll be able to rewatch it for up to six months. So we're really excited about that. Mm, 
So I want to say, because I've had my own personal time away from work, a little bit of a struggle and expenses are still the same for me. So I had made myself a vow that I wasn't going to pay or buy any anything new for a year because I sign up for so many things. <laughs> However, I want to say like this is you can register as a group and get a group rate. Yeah. Absolutely. So as long as you have at least six clinicians, you can register and get a 10% discount. And again, it ends up being about $100 a day. And we've applied to all the various boards, the different therapy disciplines. We've got psychologists, the NBCC, the LPC, and we're still awaiting approval for the social work board, but that should come in. And then, of course, for dietitians. And so I think as RDs, I think we're going to get up to 20. Therapy boards are really hard. They don't let you count the pre-recording, but as dietitians, we can. So I know there's a lot of dual RDs and therapists and dual nurse practitioners and RDs. So mm-hmm. we should be able to use that. Yeah. And I just found out that preceptors for dietitian students need to have a diversity CE in their pocket to be preceptor. So this, I'm certain, I'm certain yeah. from you listing all of the topics and panels and speakers would, would meet that requirement. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what about nursing? I know that that was a harder one. Yeah. And, you know, as a nurse, I, I, as a nurse, it was very hard because not each state needs continuing education. So like as a, as a nurse in Tennessee, you actually don't have to have any continuing education credits. Oh yeah. And so, and I am in a, my license is in a compact state. So it was hard trying to figure out because we didn't have an RN present how we could get nurses, those CEUs. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully next year we'll have a a better idea. Hopefully next year. And last week or recently you were in Colorado. You mentioned that when we talked about mountains or beaches, what was that about? (laughs) Yeah. So I got to go out there, Heather, who is the, the brain mastermind of the weight inclusive nutrition and dietetics wanted to host like a live podcast and just it's been so long since I think a lot of us were in real life, so to speak, in professional spaces. So it was awesome. It was my first wind event. And yeah, it was just great. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Kind of magical. That's what I was hearing from some, a couple who had attended that. So it's nice to get back together again. And this, the conference, the BIPOC conference is Zoom. So that also allows us the flexibility to be able to stay, to save some money on travel, if that is something that's also a concern for folks. Yes. And oh, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that. We wanted to really make this as just intersectional and inclusive, as inclusive as possible. So we actually have, we'll have closed captions hopefully on every single every single presentation but we also have live ASL interpreters that will be doing three of the sessions we couldn't do it all day but they'll be they'll be doing three sessions and so we're going to make a special announcement about that oh that's even better yeah okay good deal so what are you gonna do 
after the conference? Are you going to take some time? <laughs> oh, I wish. I want to. Ideally, I was going to take a vacation with the family, but I am in school to get my doctorate to be a psych NP. And my daughter starts kindergarten. So yeah. we have like we have like, uh, like a week and then both of us are starting school. So yeah, so I'm gonna see some clients and try to try to take maybe two or three days off, but we'll we'll kind of be in the thick of it with preparing for kindergarten and school. So okay, so then I'm going to guess that because I'm so excited about this. And so many of us are looking at the list of people who are sponsoring, who are supporting that this is not going to be the only time that you'll offer this. I hope not. I I hope to make this a yearly thing. It's been a lot. I'm not going to lie. It's been a lot coordinating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think most people, when they say they're going to do a conference, probably don't do a three to four day one. I I think I was a bit ambitious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I've learned a lot and I, I really do hope to be able to have this as a continuation of, you know, just a legacy for our profession and hope to continue. So I, I really hope that there'll be, you know, many more years of this to come. Okay. What, what was your sport? I played basketball. Okay. Yeah. My husband and I both played basketball in college. So I know nothing about sports. When you said that you're not an outdoors person, I'm not an outdoors person either. I'm not a sports person. I mean, I know basketball is mostly indoors, but that's not a connection that we have, but definitely not not an outdoors person. And I love the mountains. Okay. Whitney, I have a wrap-up question. You mentioned that you were in all levels of care with Mm -hmm. eating disorders, And that has informed your practice and your work and your private practice. And just as being the mover and the shaker that you are, knowing that we have all levels of professionals listening in, what is something that you wish you would have known when you entered the field of eating disorders that you do know now? Something you didn't know then that you do know now? You know what it is? The ability to do a nutrition assessment independent of BMI. And I really want more RDs to be able to do that because we we get so hyper-focused on BMI, particularly those that meet the refeeding requirements. And we don't know how to assess and screen for high acuity or refeeding in our clients that live in, in larger weight bodies. Mm, That is a nice bow to wrap up this. I am able to say that, that there is a weight inclusive toolkit through ASCEND that will be coming out required for all Mm. dietetic students beginning 2023. So there's a group of highly diverse folks working through Mm -hmm what we're going to teach and it will be required. We, we, we both know you and I know that there's going to be some teachers who will say here, you have to do it, go do it. And then there'll be others who have been in the trenches like us who know that that's just causing harm. Mm -hmm. If we don't really have some important conversations around the harm that's Mm -hmm. been done by looking at BMI. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you. We're going to have the, all the links in the show notes for the conference and and how to get a hold of Whitney. If you want (laughs) 
supervision. I imagine that she's going to be busy for a while. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. I shouldn't assume. Yeah, I love, I love doing supervision. So that's one of my supervision and consultation. I just, I really, really enjoy. Mm, Okay. So you are available for that. And we just appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, you heard for yourself, a bit ambitious. So if you're looking to narrow where to invest your resources, this is the one. I've been doing this kind of work for a very long time and I am endorsing this wholeheartedly. You noticed that Abby was not here and I missed her curiosity and her questions as a newer professional in the field. I'm just gonna tell you for those of you who are newer, this is... It's groundbreaking. It's really something that I hope that you will invest in. And this podcast is sponsored by me, Beth Harrell. I mentioned in the episode that I've had some unexpected time away, which means I haven't been working much and expenses are still the same, including this podcast. But getting this message out is important to me. And I wanted to put my resources into getting Whitney Trotter's voice out to you, along with all of the other amazing presenters. Finally, a disclaimer, in this podcast, we bring medical nutrition and therapy professionals who share their passions to pique your interest in available modalities in the field of eating disorders. This show is intended to inform and educate. It is not a substitute for the professional training and supervision required to specialize in the treatment of eating disorders, nor is it a substitute for medical, nutritional, or psychological advice from a professional or specialist. Thank you for joining us. Let's lean on each other and learn from each other so we can grow together as professionals in this field of eating disorders. If you want to connect with me for supervision or membership with monthly content, please find me at bethharrell.com professionals.